Hey, everybody, it is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show and the Aftershocks podcast. And before we show you this next video, just wanted to remind you that you can add the CMSPN to your Roku. That's right. If you have a Roku or a Roku TV, just click the link below. It's in the scroll. It's also in the description of this video. And make sure you're logged into your Roku account on your computer, and it will add it right to your Roku. It'll add it, then you just refresh your device, and bang, there it is. That way you can watch all of our episodes, whether it's us or Skull Sessions or Talk To Me or Aftershocks or Classic Metal Show. I'll be on your TV. It's a deal, right? And it's free, free. All right, make sure you do that. And now here's the video you actually came to see here on the classic metal show with pissed off and uh just before that we heard uh pantera with uh one of chris's favorite fucking hostile yes sir well there you go a little montage of venom spit music well here's some breaking news for you as if as if the news didn't stay great um parlor has officially been kicked off of um amazon's aws servers so they will be going down as of midnight to be to unless they have another server backed up which you know they don't i'm surprised that parlor bought into amazon servers stupid it is should have followed gab's lead gab went through this you know amazon is run by is run by jeff bezos and he's a big lefty mm -hmm. and you know to buy into amazon servers for for a quote-unquote controversial uh social media platform yeah 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 you're 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 just asking for trouble mm -hmm. it's crazy that now you got to look elsewhere to find better freedom of speech yeah <laughs> i mean you know depending on you know depending on how bad things get out there uh we may end up having to you know have our own server yeah we may not necessarily a bad thought. I mean, I've got everything else backed up. The only thing we would need is a server. That would well, be fine for me. Well, fortunately, I've I put some money away for that. Yeah, we may have to do that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, even even when you do that, I mean, what the fuck? You know, I mean, how do you how do you guarantee the internet? <laughs> well, that part is true. Yeah, but, but another... here's the whole thing: is is this? See, this totalitarianism for denying services to people you don't agree with. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's unlawful. Well, it, it it's just you just never thought. You know, the thing is, is that uh, you never would have thought that it would get to this point. But this always gets to the to the. Uh, the case of the baker who refused to make a cake mm -hmm. for, for a gay wedding. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't believe in what you're doing, so I, I'm not going to serve you. Yeah. I don't like what you think, so I'm not going to serve you. But apparently that's okay to have that, that same practice on the other side of that. I eye. guess it's okay. Yeah. So this, this, well, we don't like parlor, so we're not going to host it anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. we don't like you. I, we don't like what you do, or the fact that uh, people have freedom of speech on your platform. So we're not going to put your app in our store anymore. Yeah, we don't like this, so we're not going to have it. 
Mm-hmm. It's insanity, man, and it's running crazy. Yep, it's it's getting brutal. Yep. Alan Kill caller, you're on the air. Hi guys, uh, Alan Kill. Um, hey, uh, if you remember right, a couple of weeks ago, a caller called up here and was talking about this subject, this very thing. He was talking about how streaming was no good. He was talking about how, you know, you, you really need to have your music and all your tapes and all your videos kept because of this very kind of thing that you're talking about here. And look what's happening. At the beginning of the show, Chris flat out said, get all your CMS favorite stuff. Get it get it on a hard drive. Yeah. That caller sounds like he was right, wasn't he? Did, well, did we argue against that? Oh yeah, there was some there was some pretty good argument against him. I mean, you guys were really supporting Netflix and streaming and all that kind of stuff. Well, I, I mean, mean I, I mean, if you if you if you watch but, this if you watch this show via the video, you could see that I literally have thousands of CDs and videos and everything. Uh, and Chris, I know, has hard drives and books and books full of actual. Uh, cds and dvds and music and everything so i have everything on hard drives as well as physical media yeah i just think there was more of an angle of he was concerned about this stuff being taken away from you and he was just kind of you know well i don't think anybody's going to take netflix away from you or or your amazon prime or anything like that yeah what they are taking away from you is your ability to broadcast or have a, you know, have a outlet to voice your thoughts. Now, if you're just a passive uh, observer or a listener, that's not going to be taken away from you. But the minute that your internet or your, you know, what you're doing goes the opposite direction where you're putting content out there, that's when they're going to cut you off. Okay. Hail and kill. Hail and kill. All right. I, just, I stunned him with my greatness. <laughs> like, well, I have no, no argument there. Yeah. I, 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 I'll just say it. Look, if, if it was somehow perceived that I think that you should, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a stream guy than you. I definitely yeah. am. I don't, I don't use physical media at all. I don't. Well, I, well, I still have it. I have it obviously, but I don't use it, but if it came down to it and, you know, and I was so concerned about having, you know, being able to play. I got CD players here. I got DVD players here. I have everything. I mean, you've been to this place. I, I got it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a, um, I have a a heart, a four terabyte external hard drive that's connected to my main PC that um, has um, all, a lot of my music on it. Not all of it, but, and then I have these books with, um, you know, each one of them has a DVD, a four and a half, you know, what, four and a half gigabyte DVD with 40. I think it comes out to like 45 albums on each one. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books, seven books. And all of them have like 200 DVDs in them. So, yeah. you know, I, I have terabytes of music. It's yeah. Well, I've got I've got hard drives backed up on hard drives. So I I've got, I've got six hard drives over here and three of them are redundant hard drives that are backed up. The other three hard drives. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. 
if, if it came off that that we're against having physical media, <laughs> then sorry. There, I just posted my picture of my books that I have in the in the chat room. But there's yep. all there's I, I, all, I, I've seen them. There's all those fit. Those are all full of just music. Yeah. So that's what I that's what I used to lug into WSTV every Saturday. <laughs> I used to had I used to have six of those books. Yeah. That exactly. I used to lug into this radio station just to have all the music there before MP3s. Right. Because I used to 20, you know, since we're talking about 25 years, uh -huh. I was, I was lugging thousands of CDs with me every Saturday into the radio station from my home in order to host the show. Yeah. It was a whole process for you to set up, you know? Yeah. I'd have to get into the station an hour early to get everything set up just to host the show. And you being you, of course, everything was in order. Right. It was all in alphabetical order. It yeah. would easily, uh, I could put my fingers right on it. I knew exactly where it was. Yeah. So if somebody called in and said they wanted great white, you knew it was book two because that was <laughs> D through e through H or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> everything was catalog. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember. Yep. But I did it because mm -hmm. I had a passion for it. I, I wanted to have the best show out there. And you did on that station. That's for damn sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it was dedication 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's like, so. I, I sit there and think about that. It's like, man, 25 years. Yeah. Quarter, half your life. Really? Yeah, really. Just about half. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no kidding. I'm just thinking about that. I, I started the show January 6th of 1996. That would be a while ago. Mm-hmm. And here we are today. It's morphed. It's morphed several times into various things, but you know, people that are our current fan base, they seem to like what we do regardless mm -hmm. of what we talk about, Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now over, over the, uh, break, I, mm -hmm. I was out, uh, visiting with Don out in, uh, Santa Fe, sure, New Mexico. I was out there for six days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were talking about the show and, you know, he's like, well, he says, whether you know it or not, he said, from time to time, I tune in on Saturday to listen to what you and Chris are talking about. <laughs> okay. And he said, there's times where you guys get into something to where I think I'm just going to call in randomly, He <laughs> said, he, he, but he goes, uh, he goes, then I, you know, I listen to what you say. He goes, you guys aren't totally a music show anymore <laughs> no and i said yeah i know i said but that separates us from you know all the other guys out there doing music shows i, right. I said, with the internet everybody and their brother has a music show now mm -hmm. i said and you know we've you know morphed the show to become something separate from what everybody else is doing yeah I mean, we could sit here and play jams all night, but there's so many shows out there that does that. Yeah. Or go the other way. We could sit here and talk about, um, you know, talk politics all night too. But again, there's so many shows that do that. You know. So what the way that I explained it to him, I said, obviously music, you know, is, is an important uh, part of our lives as far as a soundtrack to our lives, as it were. Mm-hmm. 
I said, but we do exactly what you as a music artist do. You just put your thoughts into music, your words and your thoughts into your songs. Right. We base our thoughts and our subject material and we back it up with songs that are relatable to what we just talked about. Right. And so in some regard, we do the same thing that you do. You just do yours to music. We do it with dialogue. Right. Same, same thing. And what did he say to that? He goes, yeah, I kind of get that. I said, you know, you guys do social commentary. You do political commentary. You, you talk about, uh, love and love lost. You talk about, uh, life experience in your songs and your music. We do that exact same thing. Maybe with just a slightly different, <laughs> yeah, but, but in essence, it is the same thing. Right. And I, and you know, we, we relate to the people who listen to the show because everybody it's the human condition that everybody experiences, whether it's politics or social commentary or justice or injustice or relationships or, you know, uh, the absurdities of life. We, we talk about all of that, which a lot of artists who are prolific writers, that's typically what they write about in their own songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're absolutely right. So I said, so it is a music show in some regard. We just are on a different level, but we still play the music as, as our commercial break. Right. And play oftentimes relatable songs that kind of relate to the subject that we just finished uh, talking about. Mm-hmm. So we still are kind of a music show. Yeah, we're an everything show. Yeah. We're, we're just a multifaceted, multi, uh, topical show. And I like that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the publicists all the time are like, well, like, like this week, I, uh, you know, as you're aware, I interviewed Bill Champlin and what you yeah. talked to a pop guy. I did. <laughs> and, and, um, but the publicist, when I was setting it up, was like, well, why would you talk to him? You, that, that's not what you do, is it? And I was like, well, what do you mean? What, what, what is it that I do? And I asked the publicist point blank. I said, well, what is it that you think I do? Yeah. And, and she was like, well, don't you just talk about metal? I was like, no. You know, I was like, yeah, we talk about some, but, you know, we talk about a million things. We talk about metal. We talk about, you know, pop and you know, pop culture and politics and, and you know, then, and then you should have thrown in there. My partner, he, he's highly influenced by the band Chicago. Yeah. He broke him up. In fact, exactly. The last time I talked to Bill Champlin was broke up the band. Yeah. <laughs> That's he funny. Was, he was fun. I, I will say that he, well, was I, I enjoyed talking to him when I did that. Oh, so many years ago. He, he was good. Good guest. Good fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, but I, you know, I, I like, you know, even those was already 10 years ago, I can't believe it. But when I interviewed him yeah, and, uh, prior to the interview, uh, he was just like, you know, just a couple of quick things. Um, let's not talk too much about Chicago. He says, they don't even know I'm doing this right now. And he says, uh, you know, tr- try to try to stick to just the CD and the music and, you know, what I'm currently doing, because uh, the principals would not like it. Right. If they knew that I was 
that I was doing this at the moment. Apparently they didn't. And then the next day got fired. (laughs) So that's a big joke when, you know, when we talk and kind of make a joke that, uh, I was responsible for getting Bill Champlin fired. Well, I was the last interview he did. Right. And he got fired the next day. Hey, you were the last guy on the whole planet that didn't have to put X Chicago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you were the last one that could say that you interviewed Chicago vocalist, Bill Champlin. <laughs> exactly. So that, that was fun. So yeah, good, good get on your part. Yeah. I was, dude, I couldn't believe you know, and, and it was funny because they were actually, it almost felt like they were having trouble getting interviews. And I'm like, how do you have trouble in getting interviews for anybody that was involved in a hundred million fucking records sold? Yeah. Including the biggest record of their career, if I'm not mistaken. At Chicago 17. Yeah. And it, wasn't that his first record? No, he was in 16. Second or no, second record? His second one. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, but he he was highly involved in that. And then it was like, wow, you're having trouble getting this guy interviews. Well, I would have gladly done it, but you know, it was good on you that you, you did it. No, it was daytime. Yeah, I get it. You know, that's a, believe me, if it was nighttime, you'd have been doing it, but you know, cause I don't, I, I think I did a good interview, but I don't, you know, I don't know enough about Chicago to really, really, thankfully he's a good talker. I mean, he just likes to talk. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, I, if he wouldn't, uh, and, and it's funny cause I actually had more questions to ask him, but he actually had another interview to do. Cause I wanted to ask him about that Leonid band. I wanted to ask him if he was familiar with that and what he thought of, of that versus, you know, what's actually calling itself Chicago Yeah. today, but I didn't get a chance to, hmm. but yeah, good interview. Hey, Alan kill caller. You're on the air. Hey, what's going on guys? This is John alphabet. Uh, what's up, John Alphabet? I'm um, uh, just listening to the shows, enjoying what I've been hearing so far, and uh, I just wanted to call and congratulate you guys on 25 years. That is awesome. Thanks. Well, it's dedication, my friend. And, and Oh, you definitely have it. And thousands and thousands of dollars spent. <laughs> I see your CD collection. I'm almost there. I got about 2000 but yours is very amazing. Well, I'm an amazing guy. <laughs> can't argue that can't argue that yeah i just want to say i've been listening for probably about five years and the changes i've heard throughout those years i, I love the show the way it is well I'm, we're glad you're a listener yeah i like all the changes music politics whatever um just the way you guys discuss about it is entertaining all right, oh, all right. glad you listen now piss off <laughs> All right. Thanks for lapping our balls. It felt really good, but okay, let's move on. <laughs> Who was it that was bitching at us? You treat your, you treat your listeners like shit. Uh, was it now? <laughs> no, it was one of one of somebody who emailed us or something that I, or somebody posted something somewhere, but mm-hmm. you guys treat your listeners like shit. Yeah. I think it's it like, it's like, well, if you listen to the show, you should get the humor. I think at this point, it's a rite of passage, isn't it? Yeah. If you get hung up on it, it's like Neely and Chris hung up on me. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the gig. It is. <laughs> now, you know, John alphabet knows that we don't mean it, but it was funny. Yeah. It was funny. You were, you were a punchline, John. Yeah. 
hangups always funny every time and i knew you didn't expect that one no i was i wasn't <laughs> i thought tonight was going to be one of those where they go all night i'm very pleasantly surprised <laughs> Thanks for listening. Now piss off. Yeah, no, beat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, during the break, so so as I was saying, mm-hmm. I, I was out in uh, New Mexico and um, spent Christmas out there, my birthday. Sure. And uh, Don's girlfriend Jennifer, she's 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 a really nice nice girl. Right. I've known her for uh, probably. I want to say going on five, five years or so. Okay. Well, she's, uh, she's involved with the, the, uh, movie industry out there. Okay. If you're not aware, New Mexico is a big place for, for filming movies. Right. Uh, and one of the reasons they, they film movies out in New Mexico, you know, you might see a movie that maybe is supposed to be taking place in Texas or something. Right. But it's probably New Mexico or maybe it's supposed to be in Arizona, but the chances are it might be New Mexico, you know? So a lot of, a lot of movies that you may be familiar with have been filmed out there like, uh, Coen brothers, uh, no country for old men. Right. That's, uh, there's a lot of portions of that movie that are filmed out there. Okay. Um, the movie with, uh, James Woods vampires. Have you ever seen that one? Ah, I don't think I've seen that. No. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good movie. Um, that's filmed out there. Uh, one of the ones that, uh, she says, well, I'm going to take you out to a filming location, see if you recognize it. So she took me out to a place called Diablo Canyon, which is just out West of Santa Fe proper. Okay. And are you familiar with uh, a movie called, uh, 310 to Yuma? I know of it, but I have not it, seen it's, it. It's kind of, it's a Western movie. It's Russell yeah. Crowe. Yeah. I, I, again, I know of it, but I've never seen it. Well, um, they filmed a lot of the movie out in this Canyon. Okay. Have you seen it? Had you seen it before? I had not seen it. I was not, I knew of the movie, but I'd never seen it. Okay. So we went out there hiking, uh, through this Canyon and stuff. And it, it was, you know, it was definitely old West, you know, looking. Mm-hmm. Lot, lots of tall, uh, you know, rock formations and stuff. And, uh, we walked out that we, we hiked out that way. Uh, a few of us took a hike out there and I took a lot of pictures and stuff. And then once we got back, we watched the movie. You didn't and, run into George Lynch out there, did you? No. Well, I, I was going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to get to that. So, right. so we hiked out there and then when we came back, uh, we watched the 310 to Yuma and boy, I'll tell you what, it was just like, it's like, we were just there. I mean, nice. it is very, it is, you know, it, once you're on, on the, in the area and see the movie, it's just like, there, there's no way you could not n- recognize that. Right. Sure. <laughs> it, it was really, it was really cool, uh, scenery. Okay. Well, um, as, as you know, if you listen to the show, Don lives up on a mountain. Uh, up up above Santa Fe, and he's got 13 acres up there. And so, uh, you know, the day after Christmas, we went hiking up and through the mountain area up there to the top of the mountain. 
And I had a couple of pictures and I know you posted them up on, uh, up on a couple of CMS social media pages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, we were talking about the whole George Lynch thing. Yeah. You know, and, and the, uh, CMS highlight show was posted. Okay. And Jennifer had not heard what Don said about George coming out there and getting lost. Okay. And I'm not looking for him, (laughs) but, uh, you know, it is a very wilderness area. They have bears and and bobcats out there and, you know, big hawks and owls and all kinds wow. of wildlife out there. It's it's pretty crazy. Hmm. But but we went hiking up through the mountain. We we climbed to the top of the mountain and uh, you know, did some hiking up through there. But uh, you know, over the over the five days I was there, we we did a lot of walking and a lot of hiking around. That's cool. And, and, uh, yeah, if you like to get out in the open air and, and, you know, have a lot of cool scenery to look at. And if you like, you know, just the fresh air and get some exercise, that's that place really definitely, you know, will, will take the edge off. Now, did you see any bears or bobcats or any of that? Shit? I did not personally see it, but they have, um, they have security cameras on the outside of the house. Okay. So they captured some of the bears and stuff just walking around outside Jesus. during the nighttime. Wow. And, uh, you know, I went outside, uh, Don has a hot tub outside. Okay. And I went out there about, no, I don't know. It was like 10 o'clock at night and it might've been only like 32 degrees outside, but I went out to the hot tub and sat in the hot tub for a little over an hour nice. and just sat out there. Uh, just, just, you know, looking at the stars and just, (laughs) just hanging out, you know, just, just relaxing, you know, it was really nice. Very peaceful. I'll bet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, getting to go out there over the, over the holiday was just a very relaxing thing for me. You know, taking a break from work, kind of disconnecting from the internet, just, you know, getting away from. I guess you want to call the, the society in general, because it's, it's pretty secluded up there. Yeah. Now, is it secluded enough to where, you know, if, if push came to shove, you go there to get away from some of this nonsense or no? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous, but Don and I actually got into a little bit of a heated, uh, eh, I won't say heated. I, I'll, I'll say a spirited debate. Okay. Because he has a tendency to watch some of the mainstream media stuff. Sure. And, you know, when, you know, he was watching like CNN and shit like that, you know, and of course it was all anti-Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump, you know, and then of course they were talking about, you know, they were discussing or, or, you know, putting their propaganda out there about the election being stolen and it's conspiracy and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I was just like saying, you know, cause he was only going from the angle you know, of, well, you know, the machines were rigged and this, that, and the other, I said, well, that's not really the issue. It's not about the, the machines being rigged. It's the way that the, the, the States changed the election laws just prior to the election without going, changing the constitution. Right. I said the, the courts decided that they could just change the election laws arbitrarily before the election. And that's, that's not constitutional. Mm -hmm. And his point was, well, the Supreme court didn't listen to it. And I was just like, well, let me use this as an example. 
if you were driving around and there was a cop sitting on a corner and you blew a four-way stop sign, because the cop chose not to pursue you and pull you over, does that mean you didn't break the law? Okay. Well, I I guess that is a good point. (laughs) I said, just because the Supreme Court chose not to hear it, does that mean nothing, uh, you know, nothing illegal transpired? Yeah, it's a good point. You know, it's like, because the cop didn't pursue you to pull you over, does that mean you didn't blow the stop sign or break the law? Yeah. Or did they just choose not to pull you over for whatever reason? Yeah, it's selective, selective issuance of the law. Exactly. So anyway, that, that lasted about 10, 10 minutes or so. And then we moved on to watching sci-fi movies. Yeah. Then got right the fuck out of politics. And then said, well, <laughs> you know, you know, like, like we used to back in the old days. Yeah. But, but it was really funny because he would always say when he would refer to Dr- Trump, he would mm-hmm refer to him well your buddy said (laughs) blah 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 i think you've heard that for years haven't you Yeah, of course (laughs) but you know that didn't that didn't ruin our our uh you know the the time we spent visiting it was just sort of a spirited debate and that's about that's about where it ended you know then we went on to other things like listening to the new music that he's got uh you know that he's working on the roughs. I, I, he played a few roughs for me and things. How's it sound? It sounds like, um, it's not, well, like if you heard the song that I played opening the show, yeah, it's kind of in that vein. Okay. That, that style. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, he says, you know what? I I'm, I'm not going to do anything polit political. I'm not going to do any social commentary. He says, I'm not going to do anything like empire. He goes, I'm going to steer away from all that. He says, one of the things that caught my ear one evening when I was listening to your show and you and Chris talking, he said, I realized that 80,000 people or 80 million people rather voted for Trump. He says, I don't want to alienate half my fan base with with a political song. He said, so I'm going to steer away from that. Yeah. He says, I'm not going to do that. He said, "I, I just don't want to do a political or social commentary at all. Good. Just do what you've always done, Don. Talk about a chick being a whore and fucking cheating on you and fucking breaking your heart. <laughs> exactly. That's what you're best at. Well, I, I basically, you know, told him, I said, well, you know, I think that's wise that you, uh, that you would do that. I said, because you're going to date the record if you do that. True. And you don't want to do that. Yeah. And, and, and he's, he is, he's so right that, you know, not only will he, will he date the record and not only will half the people not listen to it, but he'll also not get half the publicity for it either. Cause I could tell you for an absolute fact as somebody that books interviews and does 800 zillion interviews, you know, and, and, and it's funny cause this is a thing that Matt and I talk about all the time. The minute we see something, it's something political in a bio, we fucking move on. We don't even listen to it. Of course. The minute I see, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle it is, the minute I see that it's Trump hate or Trump pro, fuck you out. Cause I don't want to talk about fucking politics. You know, not, not, not in that context. You know, I want to talk about music. It's a, you know, aftershocks anyways, a music show. So I don't want to talk about politics and 
when you know when their album is is called you know fuck orange man no i'm done <laughs> right I'm not, I'm not i'm not gonna interview that dumb band yeah of course it's too one-dimensional yeah it is well and again it goes back to what we always say you know with our with our entertainment we don't want that in our entertainment right you know we want to get away for a minute five minutes an hour two hours we want to get away from that you know we get enough of that fucking daily yeah i get it so anyway um the weather you know the weather was kind of cool i mean it was in the 30s and the 40s but it was sunshiny every day that's good and uh you know it was kind of cool just kind of hanging out drank a lot of wine bet. <laughs> lots of wine I almost became a wino the whole time I was there. I thought he quit drinking. Well, he doesn't drink the hard stuff. He just has some wine, mm -hmm. but, uh, it was Christmas. So, so, uh, uh, Jennifer's sister is, is staying there for the time being. Okay. So, uh, it was she, her sister, Lori and Jennifer and myself and Don. And, uh, so, you know, it was Christmas and, you know, she's involved or has, people in the movie industry friends and so we we went to uh uh one of her producer friends house okay and you know it was wine there and it was wine on christmas and <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, lots of red wine so my my bloodstream is nice and thin at this point so the way i hear this i hear wine hot tub and sister of the girlfriend yes Sounds like you might've got some pussy. <laughs> no, that wasn't the case. No, sure? no I'm pretty positive. <laughs> if I did, I, I must've missed it. Well, you said you drank a lot of wine. I did drink a lot of wine, but, but her sister did come out and sit with me in the hot tub though. I bet she did. Yeah. One handful of something. <laughs> but we, uh, we, we just had a good time just kind of shooting the shit and watching movies and you know, getting hand jobs and <laughs> no <laughs> but but again the whole uh just just the whole atmosphere of being a mile you know up on the mountain right it's just very peaceful just real peaceful quiet it's really quiet yeah you know you're you're way above the the noise of the city and traffic and you know anything so it's mm -hmm. just quiet yeah, probably almost almost eerily quiet, right? It, is. it really is. But but it's nice to, you know, you you put on a, a couple of sweatshirts or something and you put your hiking boots on and just go out there and just hike around. You know, and that's what I did. Right. And uh yeah, it was nice to get out there. And the the only thing is is that that uh his girlfriend, uh, Jennifer, she she loves her dogs. Okay. So they have a couple of shepherds and then they took in a new dog. Right. And, uh, you know, it, because, because I'm, was the stranger in the house. It, every time I would make a move, get up off the couch or something, even though that they would jump up on the couch and sit there and let me pet them and stuff. If I got up off the couch to go some, you know, get up and go to the bedroom or something. Right. It would start the barking. Okay. You know, like something was wrong. You know, this guy's moving around the house. Right. You know, so, so the barking was a little, little much at sometimes, but, uh, after a while, everything kind of calmed down. Right. But it was fun. It was fun. We, uh, you know, the, the flights, 
uh, I, I took, uh, you know, Is that Jennifer's I, sister, by the way, I just put her on the, on, on the regular screen, on the regular screen, on the stream yard screen. <laughs> there you go. Is that her? Did you take a picture while I was in the hot tub? Don sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you are. Is that her? Yeah, that's her. All right. Yep. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um yeah but uh what was i saying i I lost my train of thought but uh, (laughs) oh about the about the flying i i flew out of i flew out of uh o'hare to to dallas and then i had to catch the um you know the little commuter jet from dallas to santa fe right pack flight from from uh, chicago to dallas and then it was almost a full flight on the little commuter jet from dallas to santa fe i mean you know i i know that they're they probably have less flights going but you know the planes were full and this whole bullshit of well when you get up out of your seat and to deboard make sure that you uh keep six feet between you because we're practicing social distancing wait a minute i just sat in a row with two other people yeah yeah, that, that weren't six inches away from you. Yeah, exactly. We were elbow to elbow, but when we get up to walk, that's a problem. Yeah, of course. <laughs> How stupid is this? I, I just put a picture up of, of um, Jennifer's dog um, when you moved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that how that was? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but anyway, there lots of lots of uh you know the both flights coming from Dallas to Chicago and from Chicago to Dallas totally full flights. Of course they were. But you know, we're practicing social distancing so we can't uh we can't serve any beverages or anything during the flight because of the covid. So you don't, so, so how long a flight is that? Four hours? No, no, no. <clears throat> from, from Chicago to, uh, to Dallas, it's, it's just about two hours. Oh, that's not bad. And then, and then from, uh, Dallas to Santa Fe is about an hour. But they don't give you nothing to drink at nothing. all. Nope. No, no. In, in the cabin service at all. Jesus. They haven't, they haven't done that in a year or 10 months at least. I haven't been on a plane in a decade, so. And I don't have any plans to be on a plane, so. Nope. But interestingly enough, the last time I flew and I was in Dallas, you know, I, I told you about, uh, you know, you could order food or drink at the bar, but you had to take it out in the, uh, out into the, um, uh, you know, the walkway out into yeah. the main area. Mm-hmm. Well, this time for whatever reason, the TGIF inside the airport at Dallas was open and I could actually go in and sit at the bar without my mask. On. Wow. <laughs> it was just the dumbest thing. Didn't you feel privileged? But my point is, is just all these stupid rules, mm-hmm. you know, that nobody knows shit really do no. that no, because, because back over labor day, you couldn't eat in the bar. You had to order your drink or food and take right. it out into the into the uh, main area of the airport. 
Right. This time you could actually go into the restaurant and sit at the bar without the mask on. And that's perfectly fine. Right. But you had to wear the mask into the bar. But once you were seated, you could take your mask off. Yeah, that makes sense. Of course. (laughs) And then you could sit three inches away from the guy next to you, three across in the, in the seats. But when you get off the plane, you need to stay six feet apart. I don't think you understand, Neely. When you sit on the cushion of a seat, that triggers the anti-COVID force field. Is that what it is? Yeah, it gets around you so that you don't get COVID when you're sitting down. But when you stand up, that force field turns off because your ass comes off of the the force field activator on the chair. (laughs) The force field activator? Yeah, the chair has a force field activator (laughs) on it. So there's like a... There's like a button in the seat. Yes. It turns it on as soon as you sit down. Yeah. It's like a whoopee cushion. It blows all the COVID away. (laughs) That's that's a good line. (laughs) The COVID whoopee cushion. COVID whoopee cushion. It blows the virus away. That's right. Nice. Did I tell you about my COVID scare? I don't think. No. (laughs) So, yeah. So. So, uh, was it last week, last, this week, Monday, Monday of this week, remember, I remember I was telling you before the break about how Kelly and I got together for my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, yeah, go ahead. And, and we got together, but we got so high that we didn't eat. <laughs> remember, yeah, yeah, you forgot to eat. Yeah. yeah. We forgot to eat. Cause we yeah. smoked so much pot. Yeah. Right. 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 So, so we had our makeup dinner. Um, on Monday, okay, on this week, she, she was like, she's like, come over. I got you this great big giant porterhouse. Oh, nice. You know, and she made me a killer fucking meal. It's a big old porterhouse from Duma. So it's almost, you know, it probably still had a pulse a little bit, you know, and just garlic mashed potatoes and fucking asparagus. And it was a good fucking meal. So we have this good meal and then we do what we do. She, for for Christmas, you know, it, this was also Christmas present day. So for Christmas, she quite literally got me one of those fucking one of those um, pens, the vape pens with the A vape pen. So you could put your oil in it. Yeah. So I could smoke pot with my vape pen if I want to. <laughs> she got me. She got me my own because I guess she doesn't like passing me hers or something. I don't know. All right. You know, so so of course we broke it in. You know, of course we, you know, we, we were smoking pot and, and drinking and just had a good time. I mean, it was a really fun time on, on Monday. So Monday ends, I go home, you know, I'm home Tuesday. I get a text from her and she's like, can you call me? And I'm like, oh fuck, what is this? So I call her up and she's like, I don't know how to tell you this but I might've had exposure to COVID and I'm like, like, are you fucking kidding me? And she, and I was like, what does that even mean? And she's like, well, I was with my friend on new year's and my friend is, is really sick all of a sudden, like she has COVID and I'm like, okay. So I, I, you know, so she was all worried about fucking COVID. So now I'm like, I'm like, son of a bitch. I have avoided this motherfucking thing for a goddamn year. I've avoided people for a year. And the one time I get around people, I'm going to get fucking COVID. I was like, son of a bitch. So then 
you know, I don't know if you're like this, but I went into absolute paranoia <laughs> where, where I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I, you know, I'm, I'm wearing one of these fucking Fitbit things. Cause I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm trying to get somewhat better health. I'm lifting weights. I'm doing yoga. I'm trying to get my steps in. I'm, I'm really trying to All get right. well, good for healthier. you. You know, I, I really am trying to get healthier. Well, of course, now that I'm worried about fucking dumb COVID, I'm checking the fucking Fitbit 14 times a day. I'm like, oh my God, my resting heart rate is like 75. What's and meanwhile, the reason my heart rate is up to 75 is because I'm worried about fucking COVID. You know, it's like so I'm panicking about that. I had a headache one day. I'm like, oh, here's how it starts, you know. I'm I'm thinking about food. Do I still taste my food? And you know. I'm reading 450 fucking articles about fucking COVID <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I just don't need it. And, and, I, and again, I know it's just the fucking flu and that it'll, if it does happen again, I'll get sick and then I'll be better, you know? And, but then literally quite literally this afternoon, she finally texted me and goes, Oh, just forgot to tell you, but my friend tested negative. Son of a bitch. Exactly. Although I, I don't know if I was at son of a bitch level or if I was happy and sad at the same time, I was like, son of a bitch. Why did I worry so much? But at the same time, I was like relieved that I don't have to worry about this COVID for yet another week until maybe till next week when I go out and see Landau. Right. But Is he actually playing? Allegedly. I mean, yeah. I, I talked to him, um, Monday or Tuesday and, um, and the, the date is still up. Well, as you, as you're aware, he was supposed to be here the first week of December, mm -hmm. but since everything in Chicago was shut down and basically going out of business, I was told this week right. that Ruth Christ's downtown, yeah, they're shutting down for good, for good. Wow. And, and I was told that the cheesecake factory downtown is shutting down for good too. Right. So those are two corporate entities and they're, they're, uh, you know, they're downtown and they, uh, better part of the, you know, the entertainment or food district down in Chicago. And I was told, I don't know how much truth there is, but I was told that, uh, those two are basically closing, closing up. Yeah. Well, dude, I think you're going to see we're we're, we are, we are on the, um, we are on the verge of every strip mall in this country having two thirds of it boarded up. I honestly think that man, I dude, even my, my plaza for pinball PA is, is more than half closed. You know, it's more than halfway shut. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's no money for the businesses. And believe me, if, if my landlord wasn't being cool at pinball PA, we'd be closed. Mm -hmm. You know, I owe a shit ton of money to pin to, to our landlord. I owe a ton of fucking money to him, but he's just being cool about it. Cause he knows, you know, he knows, he knows that, you know, the governor is scaring people away. Well, you can't get blood out of a turnip. That's it. I mean, if you really want to get sucked into a bankruptcy, then okay, we can do that too, I guess. But you know, I, I mean, it, it's, it's a scary only thing that's going to be left is the huge fucking players. I hate to say it. Yeah. Well, but those, those are the, those are the corporate, the corporatists that uh, basically mm -hmm. are going to control everything. 
Yeah, it's going to be fucking Amazon for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon, Walmart. That's the one, you know, I, and I know you hate fucking Walmart, and I'm not a huge fan of Walmart either, obviously. But at least on some level, we haven't heard about them in the political realm. Like oh, they we, have been. They have been. Not like everybody else. Though. Not like everybody else, but they have been. No, I, I mean, I know they have some influence, but they're not. They're not saying, well, if you fucking, if you're wearing a MAGA hat, then you're banned from every oh, no, no, nothing like that. No, you know, they're not, they're not going to that level. Mm-hmm. They're, they're happy to still take your money. They're still capitalist first, at least. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're, they're beholden to China. Yeah. No, that I do. I do believe, but they're still willing to take your money. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, you say, of course you say, of course, but look at fucking amazon with parlor they're not willing to take their money anymore well that's because it goes against you know it it works against their interests sure well i mean walmart i think can't really can't really do that because they know that most of their audience is fucking middle america well perhaps but the thing is is that with uh amazon mm-hmm. you know they're they're a one trick pony it's just that well we they they dominate yeah. You know, the the only what other competition does Amazon have aside from Walmart? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing so at they're, all. They're loving this lockdown and this COVID. Uh, well, they've made all the money. Of course, that's the whole thing. So, got, so if you got a parlor out there, which is a small small potatoes in the in this big sea, mm-hmm. and and they're saying fuck the mask, I support Trump, fuck the corporatists. They're going, yeah, let, well, let's let's squash those guys. Nah, and they don't care about a week's worth of bad press. They can no, of course shit. not. You know, it's like, oh well, you know, Parlor uses our server space, but yeah, they're they're like a they're like a flea on a dog. Yeah, they're like a bug bite. Yeah, yeah. it's it it's it's a little itchy and annoying for yeah, a minute. You're a little bit of an irritation, but uh, we'll put some calamine on it and it'll be gone in the morning. Uh, it'll go away. Yeah, then, yeah. <sighs> Fun times. Yeah, let's not be, <laughs> let's not let them be heard. Yeah, no way. Not that because they're they're going to give people ideas. <laughs> people might actually go back to their mom and pop store and buy a fucking plunger and stuff instead of ordering it for two day shipping. Exactly. You know, I, I, you know, granted, I'm I'm as guilty as the next guy for using Amazon. I do. But, I do. but you know, I, it, it's a good service. I mean, it's a good service. I mean, I can't I can't fault them for that. But, but unfortunately they don't have the world's best interest in mind. Well, and I mean, dude, you can't, in, in reality, you cannot, you cannot, unless you're going to, you know, unibomber it, you literally cannot get away from everything that does not share your personal values. True. I mean, I'm using Comcast Xfinity cable right now to, to broadcast the show. Right. And they're, they're big lefties. Mm-hmm. And you got and, an iPhone sitting in front of you. So do I. Yep. And they're, you know, they, they took parlor out of their fucking app store today. Massive lefty, you know? Yeah. And I'm sitting in front of a fucking expensive ass iMac, you know, I, I mean, dude, you, you can't. You can't get rid of all of it. You know, what, what are you going to do? I, I I mean, who's, who's not, who's not a lefty. Honestly. 
Well, if you're if you're a globalist or a corporatist, as as Alex Jones would say, mm-hmm. uh, you can't get away from them. Well, if 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 there's no small businesses left, and there's only you know, in order to eat, you have to go to the big businesses. Where you know, what are you going to do? You got to go to Walmart. You got to go to. You got to go to Amazon. You got to go to what? Whole Foods or whatever, which is, isn't Whole Foods now owned by Amazon? I, I don't know. I think maybe. Could be. Yeah. You know, can't go to Ruth Chris even. Can't go and have a nice meal. Oh, Ruth Chris, a big fucking. Now, is that only the Chicago one is closing or are they no, all closed? No, that's what I'm told is the one downtown is shutting down. Okay. Their food's not all that anyway. I don't know. I really enjoy Ruth's Crisp. I don't know if you ever had a Ruth Crisp steak, have, but holy shit. Yeah, I had Ruth Crisp when, when I went to um, Atlantic City. Okay. We ate at Ruth Crisp one night. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good, I mean, it's a good meal. It ain't that much better than a fucking Outback. <laughs> I, I would put it a little bit higher than an Outback. I like Outback. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, I haven't been to Outback in a few years though, you know, but, but I used to like to go there. Look, it's no Applebee's nearly. <laughs> <laughs> that part is true. It's no sizzler. <laughs> sizzler. Sizzler. Boy, I used to go to, well, that's, that's where I got the salad dumped on me. Was at a sizzler? Right. <laughs> you know, out in California. Yeah. Dude, I used to love the Sizzler back when I had no money. The Sizzler was the shit. Yeah, I mean, you could get a good good meal for not a lot of money. About five bucks. Yeah, you, you could, could eat a steak and a salad bar. <laughs> oh, you could eat salad bar and a, and a steak and a baked potato was like four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the shit. And back in the back in the good old days, dude. When I was in Arizona, we used to eat at the Sizzler. And at the, um, the golden corral. Oh yeah. Golden corral. We were big at the golden corral. Cause our, my friend, John, his girlfriend worked there. So we could always go into the fucking golden corral and just raise hell. And, and, you know, we would order back her golden corral sold drinks. So we would get, we would order a bunch of drinks and half of them wouldn't show up on the bill and stuff. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it's fantastic. We'd get all fucking full and fucked up for like, for like five people or six people for like $35. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the good old days. Yep. Miss those days. No shit. All right. Well, I say we take a short break. All right. I believe it. We've been talking an hour already. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. All right. I got a request for some metallic hash. All right. I got something from, um, injustice for all. Okay, cool. This is for, uh, our girl Taylor. Okay. She wanted to hear uh Eye of the Beholder. Works for me. I like that one. All right. Well, here it is. It's Metallic Cash exclusively here. On your classic metal show. 